guys finally happened after years of threatening this, years of wanting this to happen, years of planning, of designing logos, and trying to choose theme music. Which you're still even, trying. I'm, uh, currently, as we're recording this, yes, still trying to figure out what the theme music is going to be. But we're here. The we Get arrived. Around Film Study. I think I announced that we were going to do this on episode 100 mm-hmm. of the Get Around mm-hmm. podcast. I was like, guys, I got the green light from the boss. I know I'm working news. I know I'm on the education beat. But he said that I could start the Get Around Film Study a podcast in which... We get paid. You're to, really excited about. We get paid to just talk about a sports movie, and that has no local athletes in it. None. But a local team name. Well, yes, you've got T.C. Williams High, which I'm assuming is Traverse City Williams High. Yep, Traverse City Williams High. <laughs> back in the late '60s, early '70s. Uh, welcome to the Get Around Film Study. I am your host, Brendan Queeley, in the studio with me, who's probably been on more episodes of the Get Around than I have myself. Definitely. Yep. I'm way better at this than you are. Harrison Beebe, sportscaster, sports but director I, I don't do an impression of 7 and 4. You do a, an impression of my podcast persona. Yes. Yes, I do. And but you're not really doing that today. This is a different you. This is a, it's almost like this is what this you were is meant to do. Yeah. Oh, that I was meant to Maybe just talk about nervous. movies? I don't know. Oh, no. Why would I be nervous about this? I'm jacked about this. I'm, seem to, I'm, John, I'm, I'm John Browned about this. Jim Browned? No, John Brown. Oh, I thought we were reviewing The Express. John Brown, hind parts. Do you not remember that? If you haven't picked up on any of the references yet to the movie, the movie that we are talking about today is Remember the Titans, which is the movie that won the sports movie madness bracket back in... 2018? Yeah, 20, 2017, 2018, something yeah, like that. because the pod started in 2017, and I think you guys did it the following March. Did it? Yeah, pretty sure. Okay. Did you think that was going to win back in the day? Remember the Titans? I figured just because it had the wide community appeal, right? Remember the Titans? It, it hits with everybody. And it's a Disney movie. And it's a Disney movie, which is why it, you know, hits with everybody, mm-hmm. I think. I uh, thought The Sandlot was going to win. I, I bet you. I bet you more people have seen Remember the Titans than The Sandlot, which is why it got more votes. I don't think baseball is as popular here in in our region to to have won that. That and that movie was older, and it wasn't a Disney movie. But yes, all those reasons apply. Yeah, but I'm sure The Sandlot's coming at some point if this show is any good. I guess it's up to you. The you listeners. know what? Guess what, guys? Breaking news: This is the only episode of the Get Around Film Study. <laughs> Sit doing, back for five hours. We're the Titans, and that's it. We're actually we're actually going to go over all 64 of the movies that we picked for Sports Movie Madness. Yeah, I'm just excited that we've got the opportunity to do this. It was supposed to be myself, you, and James, but James has only seen this movie one time. Which I told him was a great reason to be on the panel here, because so he we could, could have get his one-time perspective and be like, oh, I remember when Denzel Washington yelled at that kid once. That's that's what he would have added, and it would have been great. So you you brought this up. It's a Disney movie. Is it the best of the Disney sports movies? Well, Mir- Miracle. Miracle. Mm-hmm. Invincible. Was that with uh, Mark Wahlberg? Yep, Marky Mark. Yeah, okay. And the Funky Punch. Uh, the Rookie. Yep. Right, The Rookie. Uh, Mighty Ducks, obviously. Right, D2 and D3 as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Greatest game ever played. Yes. Greatest golf movie ever made. Pretty damn it good. Rhymes, so it must be true. 
I mean, there's. I put Angels in the Outfield in there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Cool Runnings and Airbud. Oh, Cool Runnings, yeah. You definitely throw that one in there. Airbud was Disney? Airbud's a Disney movie, yeah. Are you sure? I, you know what? You can look it up right now. Let's, while you're looking that up, I will go ahead. I'll give my take on why I think that Remember the Titans is the best of the Disney sports movies. Did you love it from the first time you saw it? I did. I did like it the first time that I saw it. I can't remember the first time that I saw it, but I do remember seeing it very often uh, from that head nod and like, oh, yeah, you're capitulating that, yes, Airbud is a Disney movie. So I don't remember the, the first time that I saw it, but I remember... The times after that I rewatched it. Right, my first it's viewing one wasn't the, that memorable either. It's it, kind of weird that we share that. It was. I I know that like there have been there were Saturday or Sundays in the fall or or winter when that movie was on, and I was like hell yeah, I will sit down in the playroom at my parents' house and watch this movie. I mean, it did come out in two thousand, so I was. 15, 16 at the time that it came out in theaters. Yeah. I don't think I went and saw it in the theaters. I don't even remember it being in theater. I went to see a ton of movies back then. I mean, I'm sure that it was, obviously. It was a major motion picture. According um, to the internet, it came out in <laughs> September of 2000. Or 2000. just came out in September of 2000. Oh, right in time for the season. That was good. Uh, no, it, it was weird for me when it first came out. I, I wasn't really into sports much. In the, I was in junior high. And, I mean, I played sports. I didn't play football. But... Um, I would catch the rare Disney movie here and there, and I think my mom rented it on a whim one night. She's like, I got that new football movie with Denzel Washington. And so we watched it, and I was like, ah, that was cool. Then, like, five or six years later, I think it was in college, I watched it with my cousin who had it while we were rooming together, and it was just like, oh, now that I was interested in sports and football, I was like, okay, now I see why this is cool. And obviously the story is about much more than just football. Football is just kind of the background element of it. But it really kind of hit home all those little things about teamwork and, you know, coming together and finding ways to find mutual respect and admiration for the other, even, even though society is basically telling you not to do that. Unless you're Ray and you don't block for Rev. Oh, I thought I'd Ray the movie with Jamie Lee Fox. <laughs> like, Jamie Lee Fox? Yeah. <laughs> it's Halloween, man. Yeah, Halloween Jamie Lee season. Curtis and Jamie Foxx's <laughs> daughter. Well, we'll get into the characters, I'm sure, in a bit. I can't even remember the rundown you, you lined up for us. but Oh, I have so much. And I think my favorite one that we're going to get to a little bit later is we're going to run down the Remember the Titans crime family. <laughs> which I know seems ridiculous, but not to me. If you look at the actors in this movie, uh, we also talk about what I call the Bill Parcells coaching tree of this cast. I mean, the Bill Parcells, uh, his assistants have always gone on to do pretty great things. Same like Belichick's assistants. Well, actually, no, Belichick's assistants are terrible. Belichick Nick Saban's assistants are great. And Belichick was, uh, he is of the Bill Parcells coaching tree. There you I go. Believe. I think Bill Belichick was in Remember the Titans. So, but before we, we get into that, is this a good movie? Of course it it's is. It's 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is shocking. I think I see and it being an 80 to 90. But it's 93% audience score. Yeah. Yeah, I think critically, Siskel and Ebert probably pen it as a pretty good movie. Yeah, they're like, this is a good Disney movie. Yeah, they, they would never put it up for an Academy Award or anything. But audiences, yeah, are going to say, my kids love it. I love it. You know, it's a great Kind of like Toy Story or any any age. It's can corny, kind of except for me when I was in junior high. Apparently, it's corny and cheesy as hell. Mm-hmm. Like there are some scenes where you're just like, "Wow!" I think the one that always it's supposed to be like really serious and a 
a, a, like a big moment, but it always makes me laugh because it just seems ridiculous, is when uh, the Titans are playing whatever the, the super racist coach is that calls Herman Boone the monkey. a monkey. Yeah. And then Gary Bertier goes over there, and he points he points at the at the coach, right? And the coach is like, oh, I'm like scared. Like, yeah, he's oh, no. so scared. And it's like the funniest, stupid thing. Like, it's supposed to be this really cool moment. <laughs> and I'm just like, my God. God, was that cheesy. I do remember that from the first viewing, though, that he threw him a banana afterwards. Yeah, I remember thinking the movie was so so, but I thought that was funny. They're like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, that's a, a solid, solid burn. Is that is that one of the categories? Is best scene? Best scene, yeah. So, yeah, let's start the categories. Your your favorite scene. Favorite? I don't even know if it's favorite scenes, but I think favorite moment of the dialogue. Sure. I mean, it's got to be uh, Denzel Washington talking to, to Petey. You smile. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think so. Now you're thinking. First you smile, then you think. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is uh, it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. No. Make up your mind. No, no. Think. Since you're thinking, now go on. Think. No, Is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right. Listen up. I'm Coach Boone. I'm going to tell you all about how much fun you're going to have this season. I mean, that kind of describes the movie in general. It's like, he's all excited. He's ready to go. I'm here to have some world-class fun or whatever he said. Zero fun. just going sir. back and forth with him, just ripping him and doing one, insulting him for everything he thinks he's excited about. And then at the very end of the clip, he's like, I'm going to tell you how much fun we're going to be having this season. And it's just like, <laughs> like, taking it way too seriously, but then, oh, wait, we're, we're not taking it too seriously. This is a game. This is a sport. We are here to have fun. But at the same time, I'm in charge. It was just like that perfect introduction of both care I know I think they're both well Denzel Washington character in, in it before that scene but that was uh, PD's first scene in the movie Donald Faison mm-hmm. of Clueless and Scrubs fame yes yeah, Scrubs came after I believe yes so but I do remember him from Clueless yeah being uh, Stacy Stacy Dash's boyfriend he is I think in from what you've said already you've got Hayden Penetier as your your bench warmer your your role player I thought Faison was great. Mm-hmm. Petey is such a... He's a minor character with a really cool story arc. You think he's a minor character? Well, he's a bench... I think he's the third most important player besides Gary and uh, Julius. Because think about it, he's got all that scene, all those scenes involving pulling, being pulled off offense, put on defense, taken off defense, and put back what, on offense. And that's why I like the story arc so much. He's also big in that scene where they're going to the restaurant. He gets all upset because uh, Sunshine tries to sneak him in the I, I think he's the third biggest character on the team. Right, but he's still a... So maybe minor was the wrong word to use here. Uh, but he's still... He's a role player in the movie. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't have won Best Supporting Actor. But I, st- I still think that his story arc is, like you just said, from the moment you meet him when he's this cocky, I'm the best running back uh, that this team has, to getting taken down several pegs by Coach Boone and then eventually having that big moment uh, in the championship game and really turning around that, that defense. Mm-hmm. So. I don't remember what happened to him in the post credit scene. What happened to him? He uh, he won at Ramford State Center. No, he ended up working 
at the school, I think. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. We came full circle then. Yeah. yeah. I think that's... So what was your favorite scene? So that is one of mine, the, like, because that's a quote that I say all of the time. Uh, maybe not all the time, but zero fun, sir. I like to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in terms of the goofiness, the one where Bertier points at the coach, I've, it's one of my favorites because I know I'm going to laugh at it. That was the gif I almost sent you last night, too, when was you it claimed the, you were going to watch it. The I did watch it last night. I know. I was just I was oh. thinking of what gif to send you, and uh-huh. I sent you the Julius Attitude Reflect Leadership, Captain. The speech at Gettysburg is incredible. Probably one of the, I'd say, one of the best movie speeches. Anybody know what this place is? This is Gettysburg. This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg. 50,000 men died right here on this field. Fighting the same fight that we're still fighting amongst ourselves today. This green field right here, painted red, bubbling with blood of young boys. Smoke and hot lead pouring right through their bodies. Listen to their souls, man. I killed my brother with malice in my heart. Hatred destroyed my family. You listen. You take a lesson from the dead. If we don't come together right now on this hollow ground, we too will be destroyed. Just like they were. I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll learn to play this game like men. He nails it. Well, and for a side tra- question to that, because I thought that again the other night, how long are they running? They run in the middle of the night. They wake well, them up super early. 3 a.m. And they're there at dawn. Right. So that's at least a two-and-a-half-hour run they're on. So let's let's look it up on your phone right now. <laughs> when is the normal sunrise for, let's say, late August in Gettysburg? They reported mid-August. All right, mid-August. All right. So what's the sunrise? We'll see. We're going to see right now how long these poor kids... It seems like they were running for a while. I mean, it's got to be somewhat similar to us. They're in the Eastern time zone. It's got to be like 5.30 to 6 a.m. So that's still the number one takeaway I have of that scene is that, yeah, the speech is great, but he made those kids run for like a marathon, and then he talked to them. And some of those kids, some of those kids, he was was great, and he was in wonderful shape. Louis Lastic could not run a marathon. No, Louis Lastic was being dragged by his other teammates, or they just left him and went. "Ah, I guess the wolves are getting him. (laughs) See, on Boy Meets World, (laughs) he's an interesting character only because Ethan Suple, uh, the actor who plays Louis Lastic, the large white gentleman. In the in the movie, he plays Seth, a raging skinhead 
white supremacist Nazi, neo-Nazi in American History X. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. But, I mean, I know he's done some interesting roles throughout his career, both and I, I protagonist think, and antagonist. So. I think, like, his agent was probably like, hey, man, remember, yeah, you did that uh, American History X movie. You are being typecast uh, as a, a racist. We'd like to get you into this movie <laughs> about racism, and we're going to have... bridging the gap. We're going to have you be, yeah, the, the white guy that helps bridge the gap between the... And we're going to have you sing The Temptations, which you do really well. Pretty badly. <laughs> I like the Superman scene in the hospital between Bertier and Julius. Uh, I, I like that one. It's it, it, it's a nice touching scene. Uh, and then obviously the, the championship game when they win I, the whole thing. I love the scene too where uh, Julius is going to visit Gary and meet his mom, mm-hmm. and he gets and it's that awkward still like he's walking down the street and he doesn't know if he feels comfortable being there if the people there feel comfortable with him around. The kind the ladies kind of give him a nod and then the cop stops and it's this little like oh boy what's gonna happen here and the cop just gives him that a boy best defense I've seen in twenty years and, and they're, they're like, like you know what you know what stops racism football winning winning football you better win you better win you better win. That's why the Lions have successfully solved racism in Detroit for however many years. So I would say my favorite quote is zero fun, sir. That's and then my favorite That is the one dialogue you choose from the movie to show somebody if you wanted to describe the movie. Yes. And then my favorite scene would be the the Gettysburg speech mm-hmm. from Denzel. Why did Denzel do this movie? Uh, I think he wanted to have fun with the movie. Yeah? Does that make sense? Because this movie isn't as big without him. No. Oh, no. This, this, movie, movie, this movie is, is average. This, this movie drops 20% on Rotten Tomatoes without This it. movie is a Disney Channel movie without Denzel Washington. No, I think they still would have made it, but it, it wasn't going to have anywhere near the impact. I mean, he's an Academy Award winning actor that captivates every scene he's involved in, captivates everybody in every scene he's involved in, and makes... Every line sound a little bit more important. Even just his eyesight. I remember it was the movie Glory, the war movie with Matthew Broderick, where mm-hmm. there's one scene where he's getting talked to. And I did see that in high school. And they just showed him staring blankly at somebody who was giving him a speech. And it was just like Denzel was doing so much just by looking at the guy that, like, impacted you as a viewer. And that's he has some of those scenes in this movie as well where he's just got that blank Denzel stare, but yet he says so much with that one stare. And, I mean, if, if you're talking about a black coach coming in to coach a, a team of mixed white and black players, I mean, that's that's kind of the perfect guy. And, I mean, he shows in that scene with Gary and, and uh, Ray, with uh-huh. uh, Jerry, Jerry Lewis, Lewis and, and Dean Martin. Martin. I mean, uh, it's awkward. It's, kind of, it's still kind of awkward to watch that scene because nobody says anything. Not even the black players laugh or anything. It's just awkward there, and he just goes home, yeah, where's your mama? Yeah, wait goodbye to her because I'm going to be your mama and your daddy for the next two weeks. And it's just... It's uncomfortable, but you know, with Denzel being there, does it make sense that you feel safe? Not safe, but you feel like it's going to go somewhere that you're going to be okay with. Well, this was pre-Alonzo. This was pre-Training Day, right? Yeah, Training Day was was 2001. Yeah. So we didn't see that Denzel Washington yet. Well, he mostly does adult roles. Like, what roles did he do for kids' movies? Well, I was really surprised watching it last night because this is a type of movie that you look at and you say, Denzel is above this. Right? Like, he's above doing this. He probably wrote a nice little check and he's like, well, let's read the script. But even, even with that said, 
he could have been like, all right, cool, this is a paycheck movie, I'm going to go ahead and mail it in. I thought he gave a hell of a performance. I remember watching it last night and going, he's really good. I think, it, I think it's the best movie I've seen him in. Now, I haven't seen all of his, you know, best works. I did just see the movie Philadelphia that he was really good in yep. uh, with Tom Hanks. Uh, but I think this is his best because it allows him to be laid back, be in a family-friendly environment where he doesn't have to be a tough guy, you know, fighting crime or, or you know, solving whatever adult mystery. Ugh. Like some of the, I've seen some pretty av- – there's, there's Denzel Washington movies that are mostly just average. There's not a lot of Denzel Washington movies that are like, that's a great movie. He just does a great job acting in average movies. This is a great job acting in a great movie. So they kind of help each other in that sense. But he's obviously the big reason why I think it's still looked back on finally to this day is his his impact as that main character. So let's run down this cast because I think some people, I think most people probably forget how stacked that this cast really was. Present and future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Considering that. You've got Ryan Gosling in there playing, I'm going to say, a minor role. He's probably the biggest name of all of these cast members now. Yeah. So you've got Denzel. You've got Denzel Washington, Ryan Gosling, uh, Will Patton, who we know from Gone in 60 Seconds. Every Jerry Bruckheimer movie ever. Armageddon. um, Wood Harris, he uh, played Julius Campbell. We know him as Avon Barksdale in The Wire. We do. Everybody else does. I think a lot of people know about The Wire. Uh, Ryan Hurst, who played Gary Bertier, uh, who's someone I don't know. Anything many people, else. well, many people know him as Opie Winston from Sons, Sons of Anarchy, which was a, a huge show. Donald Faison, of course, was uh, was big in Scrubs. Scrubs. I think there's another show he did too that was kind of kind of popular. Did he do a game show or something? He would have been perfect for a game show host. He probably. He did. was like Wayne Brady before Wayne Brady. Uh, Ethan Suple, who we talked about, Louis Elastic, the, the big guy, mm-hmm. uh, he was in American History X, but he also got uh, made it big on My Name is Earl. I think people still know him as Frankie from Boy Meets World. He is. Vader's he, yeah, son. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and uh, as we'll find out here in a little bit, he was also in Wolf, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. That's right, he was, with hair. Yeah. He had more hair in Wolf of Wall Street than he did in this movie. And, yeah, he is balding pretty <laughs> severely for a high Got school them kid. in for that yes. uh, <laughs> Scorsese flick. Uh, Hayden Panettiere, who we know went on to... Uh, Heroes. Heroes and um, dating hockey players. It's like a Nashville show. Didn't right. she be like Nashville? Yep. Yeah, she was on that as well. And then Kate Bosworth, who was big for a while... After this, never really got main, but never really got big. But yeah. she was still, she was a well-known name there. She was in like Twenty One and the first Superman that flopped, Superman Returns in the mid two thousands. Yeah, she she had a chance. She had to a be run. A star. And she just, just she doesn't jump off the page. Just didn't happen. She doesn't. It just, she doesn't cap. The, she, well, it's because she didn't shake Julius's hand, and I think well, she did. Though. Casting direct. Yeah, but it took. <laughs> it's too late. It took Gary being nearly killed in a car accident for her to realize that it's okay to but shake I a need black to do person's this. hand. I need to go on the field during the state championship game, which would be 100% not allowed, <laughs> and do this, and that is going to help the boys win the championship. <laughs> the Triple H. Julius is going to be like, yes. <laughs> I've got her approval. That's, that's actually now I can play football. That's actually why he raises his arms in the in the hospital bed. He's like, I did it. I got her to see the light. So this is. I want to move on to this just because it's it's a ridiculous thing that I came up with. But I realized as I was going over through the cast, I'm like, wow, a lot of these actors have gone on to play criminals 
in other movies. So we can start off, obviously, with Denzel, who played Alonzo in Training Day and also played Frank Lucas in American Gangster. So I want to oh, put, yeah, I I put together, I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to do is I want to put together like a good crime crew of the actors in this movie and then the characters that they've played. I know it seems ridiculous, but just stick You're with gonna me. Do, I'm going to leave this one to you. But just I, stick I, with my me. mind is not, yeah, All go right. ahead, spot it off. So then you've got Wood Harris, you've got Avon Barksdale, okay? You've got Opie Winston from Sons of Anarchy, who we've already talked about. Will Patton. He played uh, Atlee Jackson in Gone in 60 Seconds. Yes, yeah. That's, okay, that's so a bad guy role. You know, a good we, guy. we've got that. Ryan Gosling, uh, he was in... He's uh, a bad guy he, in Drive. He, he's a driver yeah. in Drive. He is the driver. He was also a bank robber in The Place Beyond the Pines. Is that with uh, Emma Stone? Because didn't he and Emma Stone do a bunch of movies It might have been that. that. Was it was a, um, uh, Bradley Cooper's also I thought it was like a rip-off of Public as well. Uh, so you've got Ethan Suple, who we've already mentioned was in Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street, Street as a criminal and uh, American History X. Um, and then I feel like you've got, and this is me stretching it a little bit. Keep stretching, baby. Okay. You can it's have, you can have Donald Faison, who is in Scrubs. He can be the crime family doctor, right? Whenever one of them gets hurt, they call him and he can come in and, and, and take care of whoever gets shot or He's not or an whatever. actual doctor, though. Is he an orderly? He's a doctor. Does huh? he become a doctor at the he end of the show? A, he's a surgeon. He is? Yeah. Uh, shows how much whole, I've seen throughout in the Throughout the whole show, he's a doctor. Yeah, Dr. Christopher Turk. Um, I thought he was just then, one of the, like... And then they can be investigated. So this can be like a whole movie or a, a series. Right? They can be investigated by Kip Pardue, who plays Sunshine, because he plays an FBI, FBI agent on Ray Donovan. I was actually more excited because the guy who played Sunshine apparently went on to do sports for ABC, according to the finale. It's true, credits. Ronnie Bass. So, yeah. I should have looked him up more. Yeah. Followed his work. But what I'm saying is, we've got a great crime family here. And I was really excited about putting this together. <laughs> I think you're more excited about it than me. <laughs> I think I am. Because I would watch a movie or a TV show with all of these actors, the characters. In some form or the other, I would watch a movie with all of these actors playing uh, a crime family. Although I don't think Kip Pardue is the... I would have to find someone else. So what made your brain kind of... You were just watching last night and you no, just slowly figured just out you recognized through, all these guys? I was just going through the cast and I was like, okay, yeah, I played a criminal, played a criminal, played a criminal, played a criminal. Oh, played a criminal, played a criminal. That's interesting. I mean, Hayden had to be a criminal at some point, right? All right, fine. So that one flopped. <laughs> I'll give it to you. That one didn't hit. It's fine. I just, I can't, still, I just can't really add I, anything for you. If I, I had more to bring to the table, I, I enjoyed, think it would be fine. That's whatever. But what I'm saying is it didn't hit, and I get it. Can't, can't all, can't go, you know, five for five of the plate. Some are, some are going to be a miss. You can go five. For me, that was fun. I you were really excited about that. I wanted I wanted to stoke that fire as long as I could. I just I could only go so far knowing we're talking about a Disney high school <laughs> <Okay>. football movie, <laughs> which is why I think it's fun because it's such a juxtaposition between uh, a a Disney movie where they can't even say the word ass and they have to refer to it as hind parts throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, the first like draft of the script had a lot more swearing in it, according to well, it's a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. I'm uh, surprised there aren't more explosions. There are no explosions. Right? 
You think he'd sneak something? One of the Actually, buses would have exploded. And there's not or even there's not even a, uh, a a shot from the ground level looking up at somebody as they're like getting out of the car. No, Jerry must have been like slowly figuring out his style at this point, or just dreaming Transformers was still going to happen. Okay, so that didn't hit. I get it. Fine, <laughs> Crime Family, whatever. What about uh, remake and recast? If we're making this movie again today. Let's just go over some of the roles. Who do you have playing Coach Herman Boone? John David Washington. So you're going to go with Denzel's son. He, who's? I think he's too young. I don't. I think he's too young. And he could play anything, man. You've seen that guy. We've seen him in roles together. We've seen him in Black Klansman. He was great. Right, but Tenet, I, he's phenomenal. Tenet's a blah movie, but he's great in that. I'm just saying I think that he's too young for this role. He's how old is he? But he's like, in his thirties, right? He could he could be there's young football coaches. We got Sean McVay. I know, in the but NFL. we're talking about Coach Herman Boone, who I think at this time was in his forties. Well he has young kids. You tell me Ricky, Ricky Jarrett couldn't have young kids right now? Alright, fine. I will give you Denzel Washington's son. That's the one you're gonna <laughs> go with. That's fine. Um, I was looking at I thought Jamie Foxx would do a good well, job. he's too old right now. I think he might be a little bit too old. <laughs> he is in his 50s. I think he's too old right now. Um, uh, Chewy Attell Ejiofor from 12 Years a Slave. He was also in oh, The Martian. Yeah, yeah. I think he would do uh, a pretty good job. I know everybody right now likes to recast all of the Denzel parts with Mahershala Ali. Uh, but I don't know. I don't. Nah, think, I don't think he nah. fits in for this one. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, that's why I was. I was bringing it up to say no yeah, to it yeah. because that's what seems to be what people want to do. They're like, oh, man, if we're going to remake a Denzel movie, he's let's still, put Mahershala Ali. Through all that guy's great roles, and he's done a phenomenal job, he's still that, that guy in House of Cards to me. Every time I see him, he's the guy in the suit trying to slowly leak information to the Oh, to my the God, he is in House of Cards. He's, I had to forget about that show because it, it messed with me mentally. Like, it's so dark and messed up, and I'm doing my best right now to keep this podcast Disney rated by not swearing um, but it, it like I every time I watched an episode I just felt bad afterward. it was very brooding and yeah. I'm just like I'm like I can't do this anymore I can't keep watching this show so I well it got so it bad it collapsed in itself yeah so. but yeah that's every time I think of that guy he's he's that role too adult too serious and people probably said the same thing about Denzel at the time too but so my pick for coach Bill Yost and we could, I could just do this for... I think it, well, while we're on the subject, I think Will Patton does a fine job. I think they could have cast better in the moment. Probably. He's fine, but I think he's Jerry Bruckheimer's buddy that's in all of his movies. Yes. So that's why he got that role. And yeah. I think there's a ton of other actors that, that would have made, you know, a solid contribution to that part. Is that the one role you would recast in the movie? Oh, of course. Yeah, all the kids do fine. Really. I mean, Julius is a little dull, but, like, he gives off that impression, like, he's not going to be messed with, and then he, he opens up and becomes that welcoming, humble, happy person. But, yeah, it, Will, and Will, I'm not ripping on Will Patton and Coach Yost. It's a good character. Hey, he still, uh, he still accounts for uh, one movie scene where I cry, or at least back in the day, cried the hardest. the Hall of Fame. No, in Armageddon, when he gets in in, no in Armageddon when he gets off the the shuttle and he comes out his and he's kid. walking and his kid comes mm -hmm. running up and I'm like, and it is just 
tears, that's tears. for me. Yeah. Just wrecks Cause he, me. Because he, uh, the mom is April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1. That's no probably way. also why you're... Seriously? <laughs> oh my God, that makes that April. scene even better. That is... I, more than that scene, though, the scene that got me is when he drops off the toy rocket ship at the house. Yep. That one actually maybe. Yeah, why it. is it like that father-son relationship in that He's movie nailed. hits? Well, because he's about to it die. Hits. He's going to outer space and probably going to die. Yeah. But he's been a terrible father, and he's trying to redeem that by saving the, the rest of society, which we're not kidding ourselves. Bruce Willis did. But, yeah, Will Patton's a great actor. Who, who I, would you recast I mean, of course then? you were going to ask me that. I, dude, you could have put Robin Williams in there, and it would have been better, and that guy's nuts. But I, <laughs> I would like to see mi- okay. Robin Williams' take on Coach so Bill So, mid-'90s, middle-aged, white guy coach. I, it's okay. We don't have to worry about it. But I, I'll, I'll say that you think about it. I'm going to go ahead and for – since you went with John David Washington uh, as, as Coach Boone, I thought it would be good to replace Bill Yost uh, with Ryan Hurst, who plays Gary Bertier. And we now. could do that, yeah. Now. Do yeah. that now, right? And so we could do that for Coach Boone too. We can put Wood Harris as you can have. Is that Julius too close, K- though? Does that not separated enough? Probably not. But I, and I think that's why I didn't pick Wood Harris for the Denzel role, and I picked Ryan Hurst because I feel like those. That, that's pretty easy. Ryan, Ryan Hurst works for the Will Patton role. Yeah, because I th- I think Gary as a as an actor a character does does a very good job. I think he's another. I think he's the second most important part of that movie, besides Coach Boone. So, um, if I'm recasting Ryan Gosling, I got go Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Chalamet's too big right now. <laughs> Chalamet's too big right now to right. to 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 play that. Um, what about Julius Campbell? Uh, it's, he's too old, but Michael B. Jordan would have been awesome. Yep. Um, he's basically the same character in Friday Night Lights, the TV show that we referenced earlier. Um, if I had to pick somebody in this day and age. See, I went with, I don't know if you've seen uh, When They See Us. That was the, it was a Netflix uh, limited series about the Central Park Five, the group of um, uh, young black men who were arrested and then wrongly convicted of raping and I believe killing a white woman while she was jogging in Central Park. You didn't happen to see that that one. So Jarrell Jerome plays, gives one of the most incredible performances I have ever seen bar none at all in that. So you owe it to yourself to to, to watch it if you get a chance. Um, I would put him up as Julius Campbell. I think he would do a great job. One, because he's just a fantastic fantastic actor um, and, and I think he could do a great job with the role. Do you have anyone that you would put in there for that, or do you have anyone that you put up for Gary Bertier? For Bertier? Man, I really should have done a better job plotting these out in my head. Um, I, mean, I did give you the categories ahead of time. You did. I hope you and know. I was like, cool, I'll wing it, and now it's going terribly. <laughs> uh, All right, fine, I will go then. Uh, I went with... Uh, I'm still trying to think of my Will Patton substitute. <laughs> I'm still stuck on Will Patton. This is like the worst test of film study I've ever failed. I went with uh, K.J. Appa. He's the kid that plays Archie on Riverdale to play Bertier. I can't help you there. You don't know... Ri- Why would I watch Riverdale? I'm not saying I don't watch Riverdale either, but I know Riverdale exists, and I know the actors and I actresses that are in it. I know Archie the cartoon. Yes. Not him. 
the but the the actor. And then for Cheryl Yost, you should know this one. Uh, Dakota I, Fanning. I no, I went with uh, Violet McGraw, who plays uh, young Nell in Haunting of Hill in the Haunting of Hill House. Oh, that little girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how your brain went there, but yeah, she's good. I don't think anybody's repeating what Hayden Panettiere did. No, she was so like, good. And I an, think she's annoying. I think when you watch it the first time, if you don't want to see it, but then as you rewatch, you're like, oh man, this kid is priceless. Yeah, super endearing. Yeah, I don't want to play with dolls. So do you remake this? I want before we get into that. Um, do you remake this as a uh, a movie? If you're gonna remake. Uh, remember the Titans. Do you remake it as a movie, or do you go the Friday Night Lights route and make it a TV series? Because uh, that's what Friday Night Lights did. They were that was a movie that became a, a book, TV show. That became a movie. It was a book. Became a movie. TV show. TV show. It was a book that became a script that then became a movie. That then set on some guy's it was a desk. Screenplay. Bobby Will Patton's. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do here? Remake it? There or, he is. Or, Billy Bob Thornton. He should have been Will Patton's character. There you go. <laughs> no, that's, that's too cheat. That's cheating. He's in another football movie. That may be in another category that's coming up. So remake as a movie. It's got to be a show. You can't. If we've learned anything in this day and age, you can't remake a movie. That's just a dumb idea. Okay. A good, a good movie. All right. Um, it's not going anywhere. A TV show at least has a chance to to go somewhere with it, to get in a little more detail. You know, it would, which is timely because I just watched the Friday Night Lights TV show again. Not every episode features a game, so you can go into, like, the real heart of the matter of the story and the conflict between the teammates and the town without having to worry about telling the season. I think that's kind of what, in a weird way, hurts the movie is it's a sports movie. There's not that—there's definitely not that much game footage in there. It's—there's it, probably more practice scenes than there is game scenes. So, uh, for those of you that are just going for the pure football of it all, like, that's not really what the heart of the movie is— or even just a big chunk of it. Um, so I think making it a TV show allows you to delve more into the story itself, all the while featuring the team a little more closely. And, you know, this goal of being undefeated and being state champions, which kind of seems like the afterthought until the very end when they're like, oh, yeah, we can do this. Like, I could have sworn rewatching it the other night. I'm like, oh, did they lose a game? Yep, they're 12-0 and 0 heading into I'm like, Oh, okay. They never yeah, they lost. didn't face any adversity. I, I thought they lost. There's several games where it looks like they are going to lose. And they're they're all like giving up, but then they somehow still win. <laughs> yeah, they they somehow win the game that was supposed to be fixed yeah. by a score of yeah. forty four to fourteen. Yeah, what just because Will because because Will Patton goes out I'm there going and be to like, the papers. I'm going to the papers. <laughs> <laughs> his best mobster acts to try out his gone in sixty seconds okay. dialogue. I know all about it, Titus. What are you talking about, Bill? You call this game fair, or I'll go to the papers. I don't care if I go down with you, but before God, I swear I'll see every last one of you thrown in jail. You dig your own grave. Yeah. Yeah, that scene didn't make any sense. To I'm me like, either. I'm like, they must be getting destroyed right now. And then, yeah, Coach Yost looks up into the stands. He sees his daughter, and she's so upset. And he's like, I'm not doing this for anybody but her. This little white girl, she's the one. Also, why is the Hall of Fame suddenly gone? Because they won that football game. Oh, because it, the Hall of Fame committee was in the rigging yes. process? Yeah. Asinine. <laughs> that, that was another all-around great movie. A couple little things. That, the, the nitpicks in our buddy, the rewatchables, what, what they call out. A couple, as couple as that this podcast is the rip-offables. Rip-offables, yeah. Um, Except they can offer better, better replacement actors on hand than I can. I'm... I'm 
That's on, because they do the research and, first. Yeah, they look things up. Like I don't when think I, Chris Ryan doesn't. Even when research. I put together my recast, I was like, all right, Google young. I was just saying, I wouldn't even know how to actresses. find a Cheryl. Yeah, I wouldn't even, my yeah. mind wouldn't even know. I, and I was if just I watched, like, like, a Disney movie with my nieces, then and I was yes, just like, oh, yeah, she'd be good. Because the first one that I thought about was uh, McKenna Grace, and she's the one that plays young Theo in Hill House. And she's been in some other movies. She was in a pretty good movie with um, Chris Evans called Gifted. Oh, yep. And uh, I thought she was great in that. What about the girl who plays Tony Stark's daughter? Is she available? She might. I thought she was pretty she good. She might be. And she, Not to she'll, tell like Coach Yost, no she'll tell Coach Yost that she loves him 3,000. 3,000, yeah. Power Man, Power Man 5,000. She loves him, Power Man 5,000. I love you, Bernie Mac, <laughs> Mr. 3,000. <laughs> okay. So uh, since we're talking about uh, Hayden Penetier's character, let's get into best role player, best one coming off the bench, given a, a great performance. I think that you've got Hayden here. I, For me, I, I thought Donald Faison as Petey did just an incredible job. Both of them get a lot of screen time, though. Dion Waiters Award is the guy who gets little screen time. Right, but this isn't the Dion Waiters Award. Um, it's similar to that. It's the best bench player. The role player. Hayden Pennington is not a main character. No, but it's hard to label her as a bench player, too. All right, well, obviously we agree that those are the two most dynamic characters that aren't the top few. You're asking me to vote one or the other? No, I'm asking you to just give give your opinion. Just tell me, yeah, tell me why Hayden Panettiere. Well, because there's, there's nobody else who could do that. I think I already touched on it earlier. You you probably irked by it the first time you see it, but then every other time you're just like, this is, this is adorable. This is adorable, heartwarming, endearing, respecting... I mean, this do you think girl. that's because you have nieces? No, because I liked her before I had nieces. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I watched it in college and I loved a bunch of the movie. The first time I saw it, I didn't really. But that she was probably one of the reasons why I didn't like it the first time. This annoying bratty girl who's telling all the football players what to do. I'm like, that would never happen. <laughs> do you know what's crazy is I think that the actress that they got to play the old Cheryl looks more like. The young Cheryl than what Hayden Panettiere grew up. Oh, into. totally. Don't you? Don't, well, yeah. Do you believe that? Like, she's Hay- got curly hair. <laughs> it's just like I, I look at it. and I'm like, yeah, that's who Hayden Panettiere should have grown up to be, not the girl that we saw she in, stayed in, in Heroes. Stayed in the movies. Yeah, yeah. That girl. Who knows what that girl's doing? I don't she, know. She, I wonder if that's the same voice too as the actress because you never hear her talk from like. I would scene. hope so. <laughs> But I would there hope, is someone I would narrating that, that, that there, I would have to go through. We should look at the uh, the casting credits and see. Like, we give you a nice like, day here. There's there's young Cheryl. There's old Cheryl. What and if they didn't there's like the voice of old? Yeah. Cheryl. What if they didn't like that girl's voice? They could have just replaced it. They could have. Bruckheimer could have been like, "Here's two thousand dollars. Get out of here." So I, I don't think that I was able to to draw it out enough um, before. But with with Petey's character, his arc is really, really interesting, and I just like. He also has another one of my favorite lines in the in the movie, which is when the girls are watching Sunshine do yoga or Tai mm-hmm. Chi out, mm-hmm. and the one racist for yeah, he one of the one of the big fat racist kids is like, "You talking to my girl?" And he goes, "Well, I don't see any livestock around here, so I don't know what you're talking about." And I'm just like, "That's fantastic." <laughs> um, he he provides that 
comedic relief and with a, a hint of seriousness that I think the movie really needed. And that's, for me, that's what puts him over the top. Oh, definitely. And the fact that people kind of knew who he was as an mm-hmm. actor beforehand, those who had seen Clueless or whatever else he'd done beforehand. Like I said, he was kind of Wayne Brady before Wayne Brady. There was something about this guy. He had that, you know, aura on the screen or whatever he did. You were instantly interested to know what he was doing in that scene, even if he wasn't one of the main players involved in it. But Hayden Penitieri is also great in this movie. She's really good. Yeah. She is a in this role. She's a very good child. I I go Denzel Washington, Hayden Panettiere, and Donald Faison. One, two, three. Sorry, I know I did something different with my fingers (laughs) while you were looking at me, but nobody else saw. Don't worry. Yeah, (laughs) this is is audio. People can't see us. Uh, That's how I of the top three performances in the movie. That's how I rank them. I think you know for me, Gary Bertier's point. At the coach, it's the performance of how sad of is it though that this, this character of Gary Bertier was in two separate car accidents in his life, one crippled him and then the other killed him. Yeah, neither one in, I think in real life were his fault. I know that in the well, he looks pretty stupid in the movie and how he gets in the car. He's like pointing at the fan, you know you, and then he gets decked without looking. So this kind of moves perfectly into our trivial trivia section. Um, so Gary Bertier was injured in an automobile accident and paralyzed for the rest of his life from the waist down. However, this did not happen until after the 1971 football season. So he played in the finals. Yes. Uh, he played in all 13 games. Uh, it was also not as depicted due to being hit by another car. Bertier lost control of his vehicle and crashed into a utility pole. The cause was determined to be a mechanical failure in the engine's motor mount. Uh, And then following his surgery, many other teammates besides Julius Campbell also used the pretense of being immediate family to see him in the hospital. All right, so you want me to go through some of the other ones that I found? Did you look up any? Or no, I told you ahead of time that was all you, <laughs> <laughs> Brendan. This is you're you're doing you're putting together the I, crime any family. Fact I might you're, know, I'll add. But so the brick that was thrown through the window in real life it was a toilet, uh, but they didn't want to do that in the movie because they thought it would add. S- Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. A gotcha. sense of a humor I, to it. I thought you meant in real life, in the scene, they threw a toilet through the window. No, no, it in, was portrayed in, as a brick. In the r- <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. I can see how... No, in the real-life incident of that in happening, the, yes, it was yes. a toilet and, and not um, a brick. Well, I, and I, sadly enough, I bet that was there was more than one, one way thing more. thrown through his window. Yeah. Yes. Was the, da- was the daughter, was Will Patton's character's daughter... Home at the I love say they're the actors. Name. That one I didn't see. I don't know about that one. Uh, the scene uh, uh, where he get makes everybody come off the bus and then integrates the bus that way. That actually happened. Um, As it should have. Boaz Yakin, or Yakin, the director, didn't know anything about football. And, and we don't know so anything about him. He didn't know anything about American football, so uh, he had to go. Jerry Bruckheimer made him attend an American football camp. To understand like an NFL the training sport camp? a little bit more, yeah. The original script was full of profanity, but Disney, in an effort to produce a good family film, asked Jerry Bruckheimer to remove all extreme profanity from the script. And I guess he saw extreme pr- profanity as all profanity because there, there's. I don't think there's a single I think swear. There's an ass. Is there? I think there's one. I. You know what? I. I didn't catch any while I was watching it last night. 
Um, T.C. Williams, which is the name of the high school, which I just assumed was in Traverse City. Tra- you know, it was right up there with T.C. West and T.C. Central. Yeah, it's that third school. We TC, just never let play in the play. T.C. St. Francis and T.C. Christian, and then you've got T.C. Williams. Uh, they did go 13-0 and during the 1971 season. Nine of them were shutouts. Uh, the character of Ray Buds, the one who let Rev get his uh, hand broken, didn't exist. Neither did Alan Bosley. Which was um, the guy who Ryan Gosling's hair, Ryan Gosling's character? Yes, Bosley <laughs> from Matt Jesus. <laughs> See, this is why I this is why I love having you on the podcast because you hear your your you hear Bosley and your mind just goes in a, in, a, that in another direction and it's so damn entertaining. So yeah, he uh, Ryan Gosling's character didn't exist. Another great scene uh, is when Ryan Gosling is playing. Um, country music and going this right and he this and I know you'll love this, <laughs> dude. Is, he is so skinny in that movie is, too. Yeah, I mean I'm pretty like, skinny myself, but so that's how I can recognize it. Like he is a scrawny. And like you're gonna bunch grow up and you're gonna be able to. Because he was to, what in the Mickey to, Mouse Club. He was. So I bet you. I and bet on, you, on our, are you afraid of the dark? And goosebumps. Oh, was it just goosebumps? He, he was, was on. Both, was I think he did both. Did he, he do both? Each. Yeah. Okay. He was probably like, for Disney, he was probably like, no, you have to cast this kid. And Jerry's like, well, we could get uh, Bosley's grandson. No, you have to cast And Ryan then he Gosling. he did, he got jacked and was able to lift up and do the dirty dancing move with Emma, oh my God, well, I can't remember her name. Stone? Emma Stone, yes, thank you. And crazy stupid What is his love. best role, side question? Gosling's best role? Um, the Nice Guys. Oh. I was going to say Noah in the notebook. The Noah book. The Noah book. <laughs> no, I think his, yeah, I think his best, most entertaining role is in The Nice Guys, the one uh, where he's a... With Russell Crowe? Yep, I love that movie. Ugh, I skipped that one. Did you? Yeah. No, oh, man, no I love it. But I also love, it. like, Shane Black. Um, he, he does, he's the director. He's done a lot of good he's movies. He's an actor, that I've, right? Possibly, Black, sure. Who was in Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore? That was Shane West. Shane West. Yeah. Kanye different West people. Black. Much, much different Ghost. people. So Bosley. since we're talking about T.C. Williams, uh, he was an avid segregationist. So he was not in favor of desegregating Wait, the schools. there's a man named T.C. Williams? Yes, Thomas Chambliss Williams. And the high school uh, in the T.C. Williams High was just renamed. Recently. Recently. In this year, 2021, was renamed. Remember the Titan Academy was renamed to Alexandria City High School. Um, that's boring, but it makes sense based on what we know. So the final score in the championship game was 27 to nothing. So it wasn't as interesting as they made it, it was out. Not to a scene. crazy. It was end not round play. Also, did like, the coach of the opposing team say, "Well, that, good season"? I, I also watching it last night. I remember the the game winning touchdown being way more dramatic right. than that. No, like the whole movie, the football is not that big of a part of the movie. Yeah, it's really not. There's the, what, what do they show? Like six football plays altogether, and if it's all that, just people getting hit real yeah, hard. That's all it is. Clearly, yeah, we just established the guy didn't know football. So <laughs> yeah, you really don't see. I mean, is that the one? No, you see a couple of other. Touchdowns when they're running up the score. Other games, the, but it's yeah. I it's always what I take away, and that's fine because the point of the movie is not the football. But there's very, you don't go to this movie looking to see like cool football plays in, mo- in a movie. 
That's not that's not what you go to see this movie for. It's still a football movie. Oh, of course. Okay. Where do you put it on the Mount Rushmore of football movies? If you had to pick the four top football movies. I don't even have four. I just have three that come to mind. There really aren't. That's the most surprising thing. Well, there's a thing. bunch. There, there is, but there are not a lot of good football no. movies. No. Which is wild because I was going through last night. I'm like, all right, my Mount Rushmore would also just be limited to three. Is it the same three? <laughs> Remember the Giants? Ooh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Remember little the Titans? Rem- remember, the, remember the Little Giants? <laughs> remember the Titans, Rudy, and Little Giants? So you didn't put, I did put Friday Night Lights on mine. The movie. I don't like Friday Night Lights, the movie. Not a big fan of it. I'm okay with it because he loses the state championship by one yard, which was actually also a lie. They lose it by, I think, a lot worse than that. Or they want it. Maybe I should. You know what? I mean, that is one I'm going to have to rewatch because we're going to do that eventually on the podcast. Um, right after Remember the Little Giants? Remember the Little Giants? Uh, Ru- Rudy's number one. Rudy is the, if it's not the best sports movie, it's for sure the best football movie. You want to talk about tearing up and feeling like literally running through a brick wall. Like when I need to motivate myself to get to do something, there's like three movies I'll put on. You're like, I'm going to watch Sam Wise Gamgee play football. <laughs> or at least try to play football. Well, I told you that story, right? Of when I saw Return of the King in theaters. It'll still be great if anybody who gets this far in the pod is like, yeah, we're watching him rescue Frodo at the end of Return of the King, and he's coming up the steps of the Goblin Tower to get him after he's been kidnapped, and some guy in front of me in this theater just goes, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> That's awesome. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. It would have been better if the whole theater started changing. I think it. we would have had he kept it going, but it was Return of the King, so drama was still to be had. Okay, so we have you seen Little Giants? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I that, love Little that Giants. That is, uh, yeah, for sure. That's as good a fourth as any anything I can think of. Okay. Wait, what were your four again, or what were your three? Friday Night Lights, Titans, and Rudy. Okay. All right. I mean, the only other one that even like everybody loves the replacements. I don't. I never saw Radio. No, neither did I. With Cuba, I heard it's okay. What's the movie with James Caan? Well, there's Any Given Sunday. There's the program. No, no, no. It's in the eight. Brian's song. Never Brian's saw song. Brian's Never song. saw that one either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put it I on. I saw Any Given Sunday. I put it on does my Forrest Mount count as a football movie? It does not <laughs> count as a football movie. <laughs> um, I put Brian's song on my Mount Rushmore because I just felt like I needed to have But you forgot about classic. Little Giants. Oh, you did? Oh, you I did do have it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got... Remember the Little Giants, because I forgot. No, about Little Giants the is Titans. great. For if nothing else, then you can learn how to play wide receiver by tossing around toilet paper in your backyard. Yeah. Right? It's right and just throw it right into a shopping cart. Mm-hmm. With Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa and then the The Icebox. Icebox. Rick Moranis. We'll have to do Little Giants. Rick Moranis and probably one of his Yeah, we're definitely gonna do yeah, Little Giants. Do Rick Little Moranis Giants. and probably one of his last roles before he left acting. After he probably did died. one more Honey, I Shrunk Ourselves or something yeah. before that. But yeah. he's coming. I heard he's coming back. He is, which he's is coming back exciting. For Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reunion on Disney Plus. Which is exciting because, I mean, he... he I hope left. he's in Ghostbusters Afterlife or Aftershock, whatever the new one's called. After, after I think it's Afterlife. Aftershock would be weird. <laughs> All right, let's get into our, our final category, wrap this podcast up. This is where we straight up rip off the rewatchables and ask who won the who movie. Won the movie. Who holds the belt? So I did think about this, this. So in this, it's going to be a little bit different. So uh, on the Rewatchables, which is a podcast from The Ringer that both Harrison and I truly cherish. They just rewatched The Departed. Did they? Yeah. 
Okay. Weird choice, huh? So that means in three years we can redo this episode. Perfect. Because this one's so bad. So what's different about this one is whoever wins this movie, they will hold the championship belt. Oh, I and thought then, we were going to do it like rewatchables and you could have multiple winners. No. So and then so the next movie that we make it's going to be whoever won that movie the conti- against whoever wins this movie and then it'll just continue on. Got it. Okay, but we can get out multiple candidates, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. So we'll yeah. start with the fun ones. Uh uh Temptations, Motown. They win the movie. No. Well, it's just the a soundtrack. I mean, to be fair, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. For this movie, right? A really good soundtrack. So I, I would say. What that's... other movie makes that? I... Okay, obviously there's other movies that involve the Motown, uh, Motown '70s so- song uh, sound. But what, what other Dream movie Girls? has been seen by that many people? I think that that's what again the reason why this won your your tournament a few years ago is so many people saw this movie. Yeah. Uh, your mama jokes, I think, were brought back Which to the limelight. Was very good. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 I like them better with the long hair, bro. Remind me of Bertier's mama. Brother, don't you know me and Bertier's mama? Went out in the town last night. Listen, listen, that blue. Why you talking about Bertier's mama like that? See now, you're making me angry, man. Look like I ain't gonna be able to take your mama to the prom. No <laughs> what you laughing at, Jerry Buck? You need to tell your mama to shave them old legs of hers, bruh. And Julius, when she's done, maybe your mama can borrow the razor and shave that old nasty back of hers, bruh. Wait, 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 wait. You're mad because she's looking like the wolf man, bruh. Hey, hey. Elastic man, what, what happened to you? Man, I just gave your mama a piggyback ride and she weighs twice as much as <laughs> Mama joke. The I think the of them Louis Lastics was the best. Oh yeah. Of carrying uh, your mom uh, all day. My she, back is she, sore. She, she weighs twice as so much, much as, as me. <laughs> Hayden okay. Panettiere. Okay. I mean, I think we all know who actually wins this movie, so we're just biding time till we get there. But Will Patton definitely does not win the movie. No, since you want him out. No. You want to kick him out. Robin Williams. I, more thing about Robin Williams, had money been no issue, Robin Williams would have been great. So Think this, about that, I mean, this is post, roles. That would be post Goodwill Hunting. Post Patch Adams. It would be post Malone. Before he went really obscure. Yeah. And then did RV. Yeah, I'm going Robin Williams in that role. If money is no issue, how awesome would he have been? I think he overshadows Denzel. No, I think they're perfect you to think go they work? neck and neck. Nobody overshadows Denzel. He's about to be the one that wins oh the God. freaking movie. Yes, I mean, he is. Yeah, he's the one that wins the movie. But if you put... Then, then we have co-winners, which makes this contest for the rest of this podcast over if Robin Williams is in this movie. <laughs> I just threw that as a joke 20 minutes ago, and now I'm, like, really behind. And now you're like, let's remake it with Robin Williams. If you go and back like, and oh, rewatch minute, Mrs. Doubtfire, the guy should have won an Academy Award for Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, he's Doubtfire. incredible. I mean, you tell me he couldn't have played a great grizzled football coach? I don't know if I he buy involved, him, though. He would have involved a little too much humor would have been the problem. Uh, I don't even know about that, but I don't know if I buy him as a football fan. How do we know Will Patton's a football fan? We don't, but I buy him more. I, 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 that could have been anybody to me. That could, he does a fine job. That could have been any actor doing it. There's nothing he does in that movie that really makes me feel for him. 
even when the players are, we we're only playing for you, coach, and all that. And it's like, yeah, he's a nice guy, but like you're only playing for not, him because he's not white. Your, it's not your fault that uh, the school district can only have one coach for this, yeah, <laughs> giant super team, as they call them in Friday Night Lights. I didn't give this. This is the one category that I didn't give much thought to. This is the one I gave the most thought to. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> That's why, that's why we're perfect for this podcast, because I You're gave all so this thought to all these other ones. I was like, I'm going to build a crime family. And then at the end of it, I'm like, who's the winner? I'm like, Denzel. Like, yeah, of oh, course Denzel, Denzel wins. Maybe Hayden, Hayden Panettiere, but... No. Well, but she doesn't... Well, it's as far not as like, even close. Okay, as far as the category from the Rewatchables, where what's the peak of that? And which I realize isn't the same category, right. but I think this is peak Hayden Panettiere's career. And no, she Heroes. goes on to do... No, Heroes. bigger. Season one of Heroes is... Peak Hayden. Twenty Pitt. years from now, people are going to remember her from this a lot more than Heroes. Half the people now don't even remember Heroes. Heroes was a hero is the name of the Heroes the was guy. a phenomenon when it was going on. It was that, that was big. her apex. It was not that okay. Big. Uh, remember the Titans. Heroes, is never, her, even, Heroes never even got re- to end. Remember that. the Titans is her Mesa. Okay, it's her. It's her. It, it is. It's always going to be steady. Point. It's always going to be steady. Her apex was Heroes because Heroes. At its, that first season of Heroes was it was a phenomenon. It was huge. That's I think you're I think you're overselling eight, Heroes. I think neither. Just like they have a problem how people, on there. How many you people, don't understand? I don't think you understand what Apex is. Apex is at the top of height, their game. Yes, right. Top of the mountain. Yes, Heroes was that for Hayden Panettiere. She was unknown here, and now she was known. And, Yes, she, she but doesn't get heroes without like in, this. But she went from like her her popularity, her notoriety, grew from Remember the Titans to heroes, apex, a mountain, the apex of I a mean, mountain. It, it also doesn't hurt that she went from a cute, adorable little girl to this uh, pretty attractive cheerleader. That didn't hurt her stock either, but. Sure. And then she it married did. a boxer that was like two feet taller than her. Oh, was it a like boxer? I thought it was heavier. a hockey player. Oh, no. Uh, a, MMA it, fighter. I think he's a boxer. Okay. Vladimir Klitschko or something okay. like that. Maybe it was Alicia Cuthbert that. Um, she married the hockey player. She married. Okay. Yeah. No, they we're not kidding. I said at the beginning of the pod, I think this is Denzel's best role I've seen him in. All right, but we both agree Denzel wins the movie. He holds the belt. Going into next week, he has the championship. I, He's got the I get around I championship can't, belt. I can't. And of all the sports movies I can think of right now, I don't see who's beating it. In that category of of the all the movies we nominated for that bracket a few years ago, I don't. I can't think of one actor from any other movie that's going to be more impressive than him. So you think he's going to be Roman Reigns? He's holding the belt Obviously. for several Hulk, years. He's probably more Hulk Hogan, which is awkward to say, considering Hulk Hogan's... <laughs> Who's got the, you should know this, who has the longest reign as a champion? Forever? Yeah, the longest like reign. Like one time? Yeah. Bruno Sammartino in oh. the 70s when they didn't care about changing the belt a lot. Okay, so then in the how modern about, era, yeah. Hogan had it for three years. Three years without from, losing it? He had it from January 1984 to, oh, he had it four years. Because they went into WrestleMania four in 1988. Uh, where he lost the belt to Andre in the Phantom match, and they had a tournament. Okay. Because all of you here signed up for WWE History 101. What movie should we do next? Hogan had it for four years. Well, I think we agreed. We have to go through the final four. Do we, though? Because I feel like if we do that, Maybe we should put it up to a vote. That's a good idea. Well, we we'll can do select that. finalists and then put it up to we'll a vote. We'll select some finalists. We'll That'll help us there. get listeners. We'll put it out there uh, on Facebook, what movie um, we want to do next. Um... 
you, you and I Ted can Lasso. Go, you and I can go look at the at the list of the 64 movies that we came up with for the sports movie madness bracket, and uh, we'll, we'll put. put I mean, the, the final poll. four was Miracle, Sandlot, Happy Gilmore, and this. Yeah. So, but I don't sh- know if we want. I I'm fine with starting the movie with this, but I don't want to go backward because I don't want to do all of the really good sports movies first. Well, no, I was just saying the final four. Yeah, but and I don't want to do that back. either. I want to spread. I want to spread the final four. All right, Brink, it is. I'm sorry I failed you with my lack of appropriate You're recasting. Fine. Nope. You're fine. Nope, I'm not. I'm going to do better. <laughs> I will do better. <laughs> well, I'm uh, calling Robin that, Williams' family and getting him. We are going to put Robin Williams in every. So that's one of the categories now. Right now, where what is Robin role, Williams take how, uh, What role will, can, could Robin could Williams be a man play or a woman? in this cross dress? Yeah. Okay. I love it. We've already be, established we've, that he can uh, do We've already things. got a new category. That's fantastic. <laughs> what role would Robin Williams play? Where does play? Robin Williams save the day in this one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, that's going to be it for the first episode, hopefully of 64, of the Get Around Podcast Film Study. I've been your host, Brendan Queeley, with me in the studio, 7 and 4 sports director, Harrison Beebe. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you uh, check on Facebook and Twitter for the poll uh, for what movie we're going to do next. The poll. Remember, and remember forever the night we, well, the, afterno- the, afterno- the, the afternoon <laughs> we did this podcast.